0: Hey everybody and welcome to another installment of the Meathead and Dumbbell Show. I am your co-host Scotty Melvin. I'm here with Greg Wirtz. Say hello Greg. Hey guys and girls. And uh, yeah, hello everyone. We are going to talk about a, a kind of a simple but fun subject today. But first we want to mention our sponsors. We are sponsored by Brickhouse Barbell, where we're at right now. Come in and get some training if you want, if you haven't already. We're sponsored by UPA events, including UPA powerlifting and UPA bodybuilding. We are also sponsored by NutriSport on Edgewood, Cedar Rapids. They've got a big event going on this weekend. Uh, pro bodybuilder Seth Ferrosi will be in town. He will be at NutriSport. If you can get there, get there because this is a, a rare opportunity. So we're gonna get right into uh, it. One thing, well, we're not since get we are
1: it. at Brickhouse Barbell, I may have to get up and take care of a customer once in a while today, right. so.
0: <laughs> in which case I'll ramble on about I'm on something the uh, unrelated to uh, training and nutrition probably, um, but I promise I won't tell you about my day. So we're gonna get right into it though, because we've got limited time and I'm sure you do too. Today we're going to talk about uh, age-related training, and uh, this is a subject that uh, Greg discusses extensively because he's got clients of all yep. ages, uh, shapes and sizes, and uh, skill levels, but we're not going to talk too much about skill level today other than how it relates to age, so let's get right into it, and uh, let us know what you would, uh, how you'd approach it with a new client. So it really depends.
1: Now, Scotty alluded to this. It depends on where you're at in the spectrum of being... A beginner intermediate or advanced trainer and that's a topic for another episode but it'll gel with this once we get to that but let's just assume that you're walking in the door and you have intermediate experience so you know what you're doing you've had some results if you're young I think progressive overload is going to serve you best when I say young I mean 15 to even as high as 30 years old where you're chasing numbers, not so much heavy singles, but you're always trying to increase the weights you're using. And we're talking about hypertrophy. We're not talking about strength in terms of like powerlifting or Olympic lifting. We're talking about adding muscle to your frame. So in the beginning, you know, a lower rep ranges, working on your strength base is gonna, anything's gonna get you results in mm-hmm. the beginning, regardless of what age you are. That's um, the fun
0: part. <laughs> right, but especially <laughs> when
1: you're young because your joints don't have the wear and tear that somebody in their 30s, 40s or 50s might have so sure. you're going to be able to tolerate that kind of stress and recover from it better. So you always need to be recovery oriented. Um I don't know, how do you I just know when I first started out I made gains all the time because it was new to my body and I wasn't using the proper training protocols necessarily and I don't know if my form was great, which I should mention it's a good idea to get a trainer who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Regardless of where you're at because Regardless of age, you want to use proper form and effective form. You want to make good use of your time. Even, I don't want to come to the gym and not get results.
0: Even an advanced lifter can benefit from hiring a trainer for a short period of time, or at least, you know, just, just to get a different perspective. Yep. Uh, third You know, third eye, I guess, whatever you want to call it, perspective.
1: And I learn stuff from clients, and I've been doing this for 44 years. I've been a gym rat for most of my life, and I'll have a new client, and they'll come up with an exercise I've never done, and I'm like, hey, that's great exercise. Yeah. So you can
0: learn anywhere from anyone. So let's talk about, uh, We Greg and I have kind of gone over this subject uh, for the last week or so. Um, kind of got inspired by a video he saw on YouTube. It's, it's not a subject that's uncovered, but I think a lot of people don't think about it maybe. I'd like to talk about real quick the the, the older generation because um, that was something that struck me. I, th- I don't think about it a lot because I'm not there yet. But, I am. <laughs> Greg's getting there, and you've got clients that are up there. Yeah, 60s, um, and 70s. What, what you may consider an age where all, this isn't going to be beneficial. But it, it, if you really think about it, and the science will back it up, that that's a generation of people that are maybe most benefited by getting in the gym and getting some resistance training done. Um, let's talk about that for a second.
1: Well, and especially when you're talking about quality of life. As you get older, people lose mobility. They lose strength then they start to lose independence and independence in their own life doing their daily activities. So really starting to lift when you're 50 and up can be more impactful in the bigger picture in terms of how it improves your life. You know, you're not gonna be chasing the numbers to get a big bench press or if you're 50 plus and you just start working out, you're gonna make great gains because you're a beginner too. So that's where that kind of meshes. But number one, when you get to that age, prevention of injury is key. And trust me, I got my share of injuries. And when you're young, you can get a pretty significant injury in the gym yeah. and recover from it quickly and not have lasting effects. I've sustained injuries in the last five years now that I'm in my fifties that I fight them all the time now, and I'm chronic pain and you know. So that that just depends on how hard you want to work at things, how hard you want to push too. But be smart. Getting injured is going to keep you out of the gym, and then you're going to lose gains. Yeah. And another thing, when you're older you got to really stay on top of it when you're young you can take time off from the gym and bounce back when you're old and you lose some size and strength it's a lot tougher to regain it back if you ever do depending on how old you are
0: working is a, a little bit tougher and i'm even starting to experience that in my in my late 40s as i you know uh took some time off in the past year or so and i and i come roaring back here recently but um I'm smart enough to know through some trial and error in the past you've got to ease into it. You don't <laughs> you don't get Absolutely. high volume full bore right off the bat. Uh, so be smart about it. That's that's great advice. Uh, the other part I wanna mention and and your mom, who's yeah. in her seventies, no, eighty. 80s, she yeah. she's in the gym and she's mentioned to me. The, the mental health benefits that she gets from it. So right. there's that aspect of it, too.
1: Yeah, she's fought depression, and she wouldn't mind me talking about this. She's fought depression all her life, and getting to the gym three to four times a week does way more for her mental health than any of those meds ever have. That's true. So, and that's a topic with diet, too, because diet can affect mental health. But physical yeah, health, too. Yeah. She's had two knee replacements, spinal stenosis surgery, and a host of other surgeries. So, not to sound like an ass, but... You don't have an excuse not to get in right. here. I mean, if an eighty-year-old woman that's got all those surgeries and fake parts in their body can get in here and train four times a week, anybody can.
0: And she's not in here trying to uh, set a PR on the bench or whatever. It's about getting up and moving. It's about grabbing some cables, some machines, and, and yep. working those muscles and those joints. And and you know what? She's probably got stronger bones from it. Right. On top of everything else, I mean, there's just there's no age where it's too late it, to get in here and get some. One hundred percent. And uh, a lot of people think the gym's just for the meatheads and the dumbbells. Right, <laughs> right, know? right, right. Yeah, we're here, but um, th- th- there's all walks here. There's uh, beginners, there's intermediates, there's advanced, there's kids, there's elderly people, there's middle-aged people. It's it's everyone, and everyone benefits.
1: Well, and Scotty and I have talked about this, because Scotty kind of came to this late in life. When did you really start training? Yeah,
0: I I was a, an intermediate guy, a guy that would hit it for some months at a time, maybe even a couple times sporadically. I hit it for a year, you know in my late twenties or my mid thirties, but to get really serious and try to dial in the nutrition and figure that part out as well as a, an actual training program with a goal in mind. You know, I was almost 41 when I started that journey.
1: Right. And I told Scotty, you know, depending on where you start, some ships have sailed in terms of how yeah. ma- much mass you can gain because you don't have the hormone levels. You yep. don't have the time. Cause it takes time to build muscle a lot of time. Um, But the benefit of starting later, is you don't have all those RPMs, all those repetitions, all those workouts, all that heavy weight that's been pounding your joints like mine have been pounded since I was 12 years old. So in some ways you're ahead of the game because you can enjoy this without pain, but it gets back to avoid injury,
0: yeah. and
1: especially when you're older. But avoid injury at all costs. I mean, if you're pushing hard, you're going to get some soft tissue injuries, but really joint injuries – they can be crippling, literally and figuratively. And I, in the gym.
0: You've seen you've watched it happen. Um, I've had to start putting it in my head, look, let's start leaving out the, the one rep maxes mm-hmm. or or even maybe the heavy doubles, you know, because the the return is not worth the risk. And I'm I'm in here trying to bodybuild, trying to look good, feel good and all that stuff. And that's What's what most point, people are trying know, to get hurt. You know, and yeah, right. that, that's exactly right. Most people are trying to do that. I mean I would say that You know, we're talking about the beginners, the intermediates, and the advanced. Those are your three levels. I'd say most people are intermediate. You know, most people walk through the door intermediate.
1: (laughs) Well, and I would say in all the years I've been a personal trainer, I've maybe had three clients that were competitive strength athletes that were concerned about one rep maxes. Everybody else wanted to look good naked. They wanted to be fit. They wanted to have lean muscle, low body fat, and they wanted to look and feel good. So that makes you a bodybuilder. Whether yeah. you ever get on stage and put on a little pair of Speedos and
0: prance yeah. around on
1: stage, so, you're a bodybuilder.
0: That's going to be my new thing when somebody says, well, I really want to tone up. I'm going to say, so you want to bodybuild. Right. Because it's, you, what you want to do is you want to lose some body fat and build some muscle. That's what toning up is. So.
1: Now, and we'll talk about this in upcoming episodes as well. Hypertrophy training is a different animal. I mean, you got to experience quite a bit of discomfort. If you're not a little apprehensive when you walk through the door of the gym about what you're about to put your body through, you're probably not training hard enough to get results.
0: Yeah, um, get, so, getting the pumps has got a little bit of a pain factor to it. Right, it's a good pain, Right. a little bit of pain.
1: Because hypertrophy is about doing damage to the muscle to yep. trigger a pair response for growth. Getting stronger, that's about periodization with the percentage of what your one rep at max that you lift with and cycling up for a specific event. And that's a lot about neural adaptation and getting the central nervous system to fire correctly. Yeah, Hypertrophy training is counterintuitive. Your body's always going to choose the path of least resistance when you do an exercise. you got to consciously make it as difficult as possible by controlling the speed of the rep, the angle, the range of motion, don't lock a joint. There's all kinds of facets to that, but ultimately you want to make it difficult, and that's what's going to create growth.
0: Yeah, yeah. Moving on to uh, let's talk about your, your own personal experience. Cause we talked about mine a little bit. We talked about some elderly people that haven't been in the gym like your mom until they were right. laid like, up you know, right. up in years. And then you got yourself who started way back at 12. Right. And now you're 50, whatever. 57. Yeah, I don't know if you wanted too. to say that. Nope. No, but, okay. <laughs> okay. So that's a long time of stacking uh, workouts and, and you know bodybuilding shows and, and preps and all that goes into that.
1: So Um, I tell my business partner, Cody Svosky, Cody's in his 30s, and he's been pretty much a lifetime lifter. And he's a big, strong guy, and he moves a lot of weight. And I used to do that, and I think Cody's figured it out where I just thought I was special, and I could get away with grinding (laughs) all the time and never never deload or take time off. Um, Training heavy is going to have wear and tear, even if you don't get an injury. The cumulative effect Mm -hmm. of all those heavy training sessions are going to take its toll on your cartilage, your connective tissue, your joint health. So you got to learn to take your foot off the gas once in a while, and everybody that's serious about this process, they want to go, go, go. More is better, more is better. Well, that's not exactly the case. And again, recovery, nutrition, all that plays a part, but with the training. Learn to listen to your body and learn when, if you start to feel an ache or pain or injury coming on, train around it. Figure yep. out ways to avoid exacerbating the injury, but also <clears throat> ways to stay at it so you don't lose the ground you've been gaining. Um, and that's a complicated thing, and it just takes experience in the gym. And that's where an experienced trainer can help you, too, because they've I've trained around more injuries than I can count. I counted up once how many muscles I've torn in the gym over the 40, however many years I've been training, I've torn 16 different muscles to the extent that I could see bruising yeah. and I had movement issues for X amount of time afterwards. Um, now, you don't have to train that hard and get hurt all the time, but if you're serious about this and you're at it long enough, you're going to get a soft tissue injury.
0: Yeah,
1: I've been fortunate enough, I've never ruptured a tendon where anything detached from the bone. So, I've never had to have surgeries or anything like that. But there is a certain amount of sacrifice for lack of a better word that you have to put into this if you really want the results that most people are looking for so there's a little risk to this but be smart about it manage that risk life's always about risk if there's
0: anything worth achieving i mean i don't know how many people out there i would never discourage anybody you know and i ask some of the younger fellows in here that are grinding away you know are you going to do a show or are you going to compete or whatever and a lot of them say yes but Will they really? It's hard to say because I, I don't think people understand the level of commitment uh, until they actually go through a prep.
1: Most people are great until the last six yeah. to eight weeks when it really gets hard and so you're miserable. Then they're like, "I don't want to do this," which I understand.
0: Yeah, and to me, what I, what I'm, point I'm trying to make is that if if you're not going to compete in something, be it powerlifting events, and we have some guys mm-hmm. that do that, yep, or or a bodybuilding show, and we have some folks that do that here, us included. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not going to do that, what is the point of walking that thin line of injury? You right, know? right. If you're going to do the sport, okay, you're going to have to walk that line sometimes. And sometimes you're going to step over it. But if you're not, why not creep up to it and then call it good?
1: And another thing, when you talk about age and experience in here, when you're young, you got to experiment with different movement patterns and different exercises. The big compound barbell free weight movements are going to yield the best results in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But as you age, you know, wear and tear on the joints, pre-existing or past injuries, anything like that can affect what you can and can't do. But the more muscle you gain, the more experience you gain, you can start to put away those big heavy compounds and focus on single joint movements, isolating the muscle, learning how to feel it. And that's gonna reduce your risk of injury and still yield results because everybody's ha- got a ceiling on how strong they can get. And once you've reached that limit on your strength, And I'm not talking about necessarily one rep maxes. I'm talking about, you know, what you can do at the 8 to 12 sweet spot for hypertrophy. Once you've reached that, you've got to figure out new ways to either at least sustain what you worked so hard for, which is where I'm at now. I've lost some size because I'm on the downhill slide. And that's a hard thing to get your ego wrapped around, too. (laughs) And that's a conversation for another episode also, the mental aspect of what you need to do with your training 'Cause it's I used to move some heavy weight and I can move lots of it for lots of volume and I've had to dial things back, but I'm still getting results in other ways. The shape of the muscle, the density of the muscle, the vascularity. And some of that goes to nutrition too. But it's yeah. just there's a lot of lot of details that you have to consider. And that's why we're gonna approach another episode with where you're at in terms of intermediate beginner or advanced stages of lifting and how that plugs into the age stuff we're discussing now.
0: So we've kind of been all over the place talking about this, a little bit of rambling and stuff and and not super organized. So let's use you as an example. Since you've been at it since you're 12 years old. Mm -hmm. So you've been through the beginner stage as a young person, through the intermediate years, through the advanced years, and now into the later years of, 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 of a person who's been doing this his whole life. And you've done it a certain way and you are where you are. Mm-hmm. If you could, now looking back on this whole time, tell us uh, how you would structure it now if you knew then what you know now from beginner through intermediate through advanced and up in age.
1: First, check your ego at the door. Again, don't worry about the one rep maxes. Um, if you can't do something for at least five reps with good form, stay away from it. You know, once you get more advanced, then you can mess around with some doubles or triples. Yeah. But... Stay in that, I think, a 5 to 20 rep range. Yeah. And what I've pretty much consistently done all my life with my training is pyramid schemes. So Mm -hmm. I started a lighter weight for 20, then I ramp up, say, 20 pounds, I do 15, then another 20 and I do 10, then another 20 and I do 5. Yep. And then I always come down for a metabolic set. I call it a metabolic weight set, where you chase the pump and the lactic acid. Then you move on to the next exercise. Step your weight up, lower your reps as you go up, and just continue your workout for that workout split on that day like that um it just ensures that you hit all the different fiber types you're not training super heavy every set and you're getting a built-in warm-up and i don't call those lighter sets warm-ups because you're choosing a weight for 20 reps that's a struggle to get 20. but you're going to get your volume of work you're going to cover your fast and slow twitch muscle fibers and all those subtypes and you're going to build up lactic acid because you trigger growth by either doing damage to the fiber which is what heavier sets tend to do or doing higher upsets and chasing metabolic waste both those things trigger protein synthesis so that pyramid scheme no matter what your age is what your strength level is or what your level of experience in terms of being advanced or intermediate is it builds everything in for you so you don't have to think and then yeah. you just adjust it according to where you're at how you've recovered from your last workout so one workout i might train a lot heavier if i'm really recovered and i feel great and if i'm kind of beat up i won't skip a workout but i'll cut back on the weight focus on those higher rep ranges
0: yeah and those are all honestly uh contribute to recovery themselves those lighter workouts Mm -hmm. and you're still getting in the gym because if you're like us it's kind of a mental health thing Mm -hmm. to get here and get a workout in it doesn't always have to be you know what i call balls to the wall workouts. Yeah,
1: it can um, be active recovery workout yeah. where
0: you're forcing
1: blood to the tissue to get nutrients in there yep. and all the white blood cells to clean out all the dead stuff that you've created by doing, excuse me, that damage.
0: So So basically what we're saying is if you're just a regular gym rat, that's what you want to be. You want to look good and feel good, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Not compete in bodybuilding, not compete in powerlifting. Really should never chase the one rep max right it's not it's not going to give you anything but potential injury
1: and even powerlifters don't do one rep maxes in their training they save that for the platform
0: yeah um so you know and we've all done it um so if you're getting ready to start hitting the gym or workout program or whatever um you haven't made that mistake yet don't (laughs) right because the rest of us have done the ego thing and we've we've ended up injured from it and uh we regret it and uh you know, there's a bunch of you that are probably going to do it too, but we're right. recommending not. Um, right. In the long run, you'll you'll be better off for it.
1: And one other thing we should touch on, and you and I have talked about this, Scotty. Um, find the exercises that work for you and that you enjoy doing. And yeah. I don't mean find the ones that are easiest to do, and that's why you enjoy them. Yeah. I mean the ones that yield results, the ones that you can feel really work in the target muscle. But do the ones you enjoy doing that are effective because that's going to keep you in the gym. Yep. Like, I'm not going to come in like lunges. Lunges have never worked for me. And they work for a lot of people. And they're like, why don't you lunge? And I'm like, I just don't feel them. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting injured. I don't feel any real stimulus from them. So I don't do them. So just because an exercise like the squat, not everybody's built for squatting. Right, yeah. So if it doesn't work for your body and it doesn't re- yield results, there's... a Hundreds of other things you can do to yeah. build
0: quad size and they're gonna build the muscle They're gonna build strength and mm-hmm. if you're not going to a competition to see how much you can squat Why are you putting yourself through it if it's an exercise that doesn't move for or you know work for you,
1: right? so I Guess I've covered the things I want to cover.
0: Yeah, I mean the bottom line is don't overthink it um, mm-hmm. grab grab a hold of a program that you enjoy doing and get at it consistently.
1: But and find a, an experienced friend or find a trainer yeah. that knows what they're doing. Yeah, if you're and, a beginner. And do your research on your trainers. I mean, there's a lot of good trainers, but there's a lot of trainers with some letters behind their name. They're just rep counters. They're like accountants yeah. watching and counting your reps. They don't really know anything about form, about protocols in terms of loading, in terms of weight, in terms of rep ranges. So find somebody that knows what they're doing because if you have some knowledge coming out of the gate, you're going to make a lot better progress. And that doesn't matter what age you're at. When you start, you're a beginner regardless of age. Yep. So learn from somebody that's got some experience. I was fortunate enough, even though weightlifting wasn't a big thing when I was 12 in 1979, I had some coaches and teachers and some friends that were experienced lifters that were older that kind of took me under their wing. And then once you get into this culture and this community of lifting – you're going to meet lots of people that are going to be more than happy to give you some advice if you ask politely and don't interrupt their set. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> so I guess uh, just to kind of sum up, if you're a beginner and, and you're also young, and like we said, we'll talk about uh, uh, that that kind of how they tie in together mm-hmm. later. Um, but, you know, young people, don't be afraid to hit the compound moves, get under a barbell. You know, basic stuff.
1: I think we've talked about this. I think if you're young and you're a beginner, do an overhead press, do a horizontal press. Yeah. Do a horizontal row, do a a vertical pull down, and do some kind of squat hip hinge, like a deadlift, a leg press, a squat, whatever. Keep it very basic, but multi joints. Yep get away from the cable stuff, the single joint movements, the machine work, that's for more experienced lifters that know yeah. how to make that mind-muscle connection. You're trying to build a base of muscle yep. and strength and then expand on that later. Spend, this is spend a lifetime some time thing. With, yeah,
0: spend some time with the compound moves, um, with the free weights. And, uh, yeah, if you like working the cables and stuff, do do some of that after you've hit the stuff, yeah. the big bang for your buck stuff. And then as you age, you know, as you get into your your 30s and up, then it's time to start hitting the cables more and the machines more and and using them as more of your focal point. And and that really never goes away. That probably gets more important as you age. Oh, absolutely. uh, To keep your joints healthy and and keep you injury-free.
1: Right. Well, and because you may accumulate some injuries that prohibit you from doing (laughs) some compounds. I can't really squat anymore, so I do other things so I can continue to
0: I've been doing legs. I've been doing some lately, and I'm getting away with it. I think because I took some time off this right. last year, right? You know, and and it was kind of silly of me to do that, but in a way, it, it kind of I don't know reset me a little bit too. Right. And uh, as I get deeper into it again here, as I pile these workouts on, I'm going to be moving away from that uh, free weight stuff probably more mm-hmm. and more. And uh, you know, the fact is, at my age, I don't really need it. Right. But uh, I'm kind of on that. I'm in that gray area where I'm getting close to fifty but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> so I'm letting myself do some younger guy things, but that window is going to close well, pretty quick.
1: Having said that I do a lot of single joint movements and more machine and cable work, and I still do freeway stuff. I still pull deadlifts. Mm-hmm. I still do the freeway stuff I can with legs when my knees allow me to. You want to be able to maintain balance and stability. And if you're only doing machine and cable work, you're not going to be able to do that. True. And you know, True. when you're older, again, that benefit, what you're looking for is different than when you're young. When you're young, you want to get jacked. You want to get big yeah, and you want to get yeah. strong. When you're older, your goal might be not to have to be walking around with a cane yep. or being able to do work around your house when you're 70 and not slip and fall, getting out of the shower or falling down the steps. So you you want to include some free weight, basic True. stuff.
0: Just not, not to the point that's of, the focal point of your one rep maxes right. and stuff. Right, and <laughs> you, know.
1: you don't have to do a ton of DVDs it. in your bag.
0: What's uh What's wrong with doing, say, you know, a minimum of five reps or whatever? You know, um, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Right, right, no, hundred percent. And if you look at the 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 studies out there, taking thirty percent of your one rep max, almost to failure, yields just as much in terms of muscle growth as doing a heavy triple. Absolutely. Probably more.
0: Yep. Um, you know, check your ego at the door, like. Greg said at the yeah. beginning of the podcast or well midway through whatever <laughs> yeah and,
1: and be ready to get uncomfortable
0: yeah. if you're really going to get results and and take it from two guys who have not checked their ego at the door every time they walked in the gym in the last how many every years, right you know and, and we do have the injuries <laughs> to show for it right so we highly recommend uh do as we say, not as we have done. Absolutely. Um, if I could go back in my past, I can tell you there's a few there's a few workouts I would eliminate immediately. But uh, that that ship kind of sailed after right. after the injury.
1: And if you're serious about this, you're going to ignore some of this advice and you're going to oh, push. Yeah. And everybody yep. does that. And I did it. So I'm not criticizing you if you do. But just be smart about no, it. But
0: I might hit you with a "Told you so." Right. You know. Yeah. it's It's been done to me too. So, <laughs> I guess that pretty much sums it up for yeah, the day. Um, we'll be
1: uh, doing another podcast from that event at uh, Nutrisport in Cedar Rapids Saturday. So. Look for another episode coming out soon.
0: Yeah, one way or another, we'll, we'll talk up there. Um, hopefully, we can get Seth in on it. Um, yeah. If not, no big deal, um, but we And Dan, we'll
1: Dan Cooley is going to be there, a yep. friend of ours that's a very successful amateur competitor. We yep. might just grab him and pull him aside and tape an episode there also. Yeah, so, there's going to be some a, content coming with some guests again. So
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So, if you can, get up there because, uh, this is like I said, this opportunity don't come through our area too often. Right, right. So, uh, it, it'll be good to to enjoy that uh that type of uh persona coming through um mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna probably grab some supplements while i'm there too because yep he's got some good stuff axe and sledge
1: yeah and we carry all his stuff at our gym here too so if you are interested in Seth's stuff check him out on saturday and you can always get it here at brick house
0: that's right okay so we will sign off for today everybody thanks for listening We are the Meathead and Dumbbell Show on Round Guy Radio, and we will talk to you again soon. See ya.